Hello, and welcome to the NJAC podcast, brought to you by the University of Alberta Engineering Young Alumni Council. We've got a couple of really exciting guests with us today, but before I hand it over, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, TD Insurance. TD Insurance is a proud supporter of NJAC, and as a longtime affinity program partner of the University of Alberta, TD Insurance is committed to supporting the efforts of this council and contributing to the growth of the engineering graduates community. Their support makes this and other activities of the council possible. Now I'll turn it over to today's host, Nicole Wilder, to introduce our special guest. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and uh, taking the time out of your day after you have a busy schedule. Um, and I just want you to know we really do appreciate this. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. I also wanted to thank those uh, that are tuning in today on NJAC podcast titled Balancing a STEM Career and Parenthood. I think this will be the fourth podcast that comes out. So it's very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And so I'll just start off by introducing myself. I'm Nicole Wilder, and I will be the host of today's podcast anyways. And I'm a part of the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Subcouncil, which is a part of Yenjack Group, which I'm not, if you aren't aware of, it's the Engineering Young Alumni Council for U of A. I'm also a geotechnical engineer, and I completed my master's at the U of A in 2017. And I'm also um, hoping to start the journey of parenthood in the near future. So this is a very applicable and interesting topic to me. I'm excited to get to be your guest. Wonderful. And I also just wanted to acknowledge that we are in Treaty 6 territory. So if you're in the Edmonton area like myself, it is the traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route for many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit. And so just need to acknowledge that. That being said, I'll turn it over to you, Kenya. Introduce yourself a bit. Thanks. So uh, as, as you mentioned, my name is Kenya Romanovska. I'm a mom of two boys. They are two and four. And I'm the founder and CEO at Pros and Babes, where we help moms and fathers, but engineer your success, leadership, and life harmony like a mother. And that means really knowing what you want, understanding that you change dramatically when you become a parent and that it can be a place for you to craft a very successful values-driven version of your future if you decided to acknowledge the change, embrace it, and surround yourself with a community that will help you accelerate those decisions and make the right decisions for you and your family. And we are the host of the Mom MBA program. It's a pilot Engineering kind of 360 personal and professional leadership development program. And we have a lot of STEM participants. We know that attrition rates are really high for, for women, but also for men when they become parents. So for women, it's just over 40%. And for men, it's like around 23%. And so we found that our programming is particularly appreciated in those STEM circles where, where you know, balancing parenthood and career can be particularly challenging. Well, that's amazing. I think that's Something that we definitely, definitely need to learn more about. And so we're here. So um, what prompted you to create Pros and Babes? Great. I love that question because I remember it so vividly. I had I had a bump and I my sister-in-law told me I would miss the intellectual conversations while on maternity leave. And yes, I realized that you know when you have a high-powered career, an interesting intellectually stimulating career that you've worked for, uh, going from that, you know, to getting dressed, to using your brain, to solving problems, to all of a sudden being alone with a baby at home, no instruction manual, it can be really shocking, right? So that's one of the things that prompted 
prompted me to reserve prosandbabes.com while I was pregnant. The other piece of it was I was involved in a lot of women in leadership circles. So as I was coming of age and growing my career, we talked so much about women in leadership, but I realized that we almost never did anything for mothers. And I thought, well, when I have a baby, I'm not going to go to an event at 6 p.m. That's where I'll be putting my baby to bed, right? And the venues were often not parent-friendly. Um, and so I thought that we would really alienate women at a very critical stage of their leadership journey if we didn't talk about motherhood and leadership. And so I wanted to fill that gap. And during my first maternity leave, I started this curriculum-based intellectual moms group discussing back-to-work planning, emotions, dual career planning, and realized that there is so much to cover, enough to make it my full-time occupation. And so as I you know, straddled my second pregnancy, my corporate job, I kept on laying the bricks and foundations, uh, building an advisory network, and that's how Pros and Babes became a full-time occupation, which is now supported by a team, because there's such a gap in terms of resources for, for especially moms, uh, you know, wanting to, to be leaders, but also we're seeing more for fathers who realize that they also want work-life integration, right? They, they don't want to be working 60, 70 hours a week and not seeing their kids. So we're extending the conversation more and more to, to the partners of, of the of the, the parents who birth the child, right, or who adopt or nurse or however. That makes sense. Um, I actually joined one of your uh, workshops, I think about a couple weeks ago. And same thing, I just didn't um, know how to navigate the future and never really heard of any sort of resources out there. So I thought that was really valuable information and super interesting. So I'm glad and congratulations. Usually women start thinking about this and possibly fathers and men once the child has arrived or sometimes people join our workshops before they have kids and they think, oh, maybe this is too early. I say, absolutely not. If, especially in terms of wealth and financial planning, the earlier you start getting clarity on the impact of parenthood on your career and finances, the better you're going to be equipped to make strategic decisions, communicate your personal brand, make decisions about how you're going to disclose pregnancies and, you know, take parental leave, split parental leave, save, invest, take risks in your finances and in your career to succeed. So congratulations, Nicole, on doing this so early in the process, because, you know, yeah, it's, I, I would say in a way it's never too late, but it's always better to, to start earlier to be strategic. Yeah, absolutely. Be keen. <laughs> yes. Um, but I was going to start with the second question. What advice would you give a parent as they return back to work from a mat or pal leave? Yes. So that's an excellent question to acknowledge that your identity really has changed and organize your thoughts into specific categories. And I think the science scientists listening to this podcast will really, really appreciate this. When you're a parent, life can become pretty quickly chaotic. So the way, as I, I don't know which workshop you've attended, but we, you know, when we did in the past, we, we talk about four or five out of the 12 pillars that I cover in our programming. And the first one is mindset. So, you know, th this will apply for anybody wanting to grow, grow their career, but acknowledge that your mindset will change. Your values have changed, right? And you should be building a, a values-driven vision-based plan for your life, right? So that's that's one thing. And we can break it up into smaller pieces, but at high level strategic advice, I like to think about the long game. I like to define success through the lens of values and not necessarily through external validation. Acknowledge that as a parent, you will bring a unique voice and use that as a source of power, not thinking you are less valuable. So that's number one. 
Number two is your relationships. You're going to need to have good relationships to succeed as a working parent. Before you had children, you may have been able to do what you wanted whenever you wanted, go to sleep at whatever time you wanted, and you could still function. As a parent, there are other variables influencing your productivity, your health. And so you need to have really good conversations with your partner and your family and your support systems on what does success look like for both of you. Otherwise, it's very easy to slip into the stereotypical gender roles where a mom will start taking on the 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 second job of running a household, the mental load of thinking of the medical appointments, the finding the kindergarten, uh, cleaning up the house, uh, doing the right nutrition. And before you know it, you know, your, can, your career can kind of slip to the wayside. And, you know, men are much better at maintaining their hobbies. Women tend to really get sucked into the, that dual shift. And that could have long-term career implications for your confidence, for your mental health, all of that, right? So that's the second pillar, mindset and then relationships. The third one is career skills and financial planning. So I talk a lot about the million dollar wealth gap. Women live longer, retire earlier. They take more breaks for caregiving duties for young and elderly. So it's critical to have a solid financial plan and not only rely on your salary as your source of income, and also become really good at negotiating. So, you know, some experts say you should be renegotiating your compensation package every two years. And I hire a lot. I interview a lot. I'm growing my team. And I can tell you that women and men do not bring the same level of confidence to the table. Women are often much more shy about asking for what they're worth. So make sure that you invest in those financial and career skills as you grow your family. The fourth one that is absolutely critical, and especially I see it with, with female engineers, is support systems and outsourcing. Instead of seeing childcare, um, household help, a personal concierge, a personal chef, a handyman as costs, see it as an investment in your career and your sanity. You might get to a point where you have a lot of decision fatigue and you're carrying a lot. The sooner you accept that hiring help is a lifesaver, the more you will create space to thrive and take care of yourself. So those are, those are kind of some of the four pillars that I would like every single parent to think about, not just when they're returning to work, but before that, they will impact how you show up, they will impact your personal brand, they will impact your inner dialogue. And so, you know, getting really clear on what you're building, why, what you want as a parent, what you want as a professional you should really dedicate time for that. You should get childcare during your parental leave so you can think strategically. Do not wait for the week before going back to work to plan for that, right? So that is just one of the pieces. Nicole, you've attended some of our workshops, so you know that we cover so much more. But at a high level, it's be the CEO of your life. Use parenthood as a force to empower you. Think what you want and then go ask for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, you previously mentioned, and not on this podcast, but in a workshop that um, similar to adolescence, we go through matrescence. Um, So I think you can't be expecting the same, you know, that you're going to be the same person after you go through that, you know, world altering experience. Yeah. So yeah, I got to make sense that your values are going to be changing as well. Absolutely. So the question, what are some resources and workshops that Pros and Babes offer to working parents? 
Yes, so we have uh, a couple of times per year, we run different workshops. One of them we call Work Like a Mother. So I just gave you the overview right now where we cover different pillars of how your life transforms when you become a parent and some of the strategic questions you need to answer. Another one we, we run is a work-life integration workshop. So help define, choose the right words and really get a clear picture of what work-life integration looks like for you, work-life balance, work-life harmony. So we break it down into specific pieces, one hour per day, and then we do networking sessions with other parents who have been there and done that. And often these are on Zoom during lunch hour or after kids are in bed so that parents can attend. Another one we'll be using uh, doing in the new year is turning the motherhood penalty into your greatest advantage. So we talk about the financial and career motherhood penalty and how to take that negative information and craft the plan so that you can actually leverage it as a strength. And one of the key pieces of that will be thinking about your personal brand and how to weave motherhood into it, right? We, we sometimes wonder, when should I disclose my pregnancy? Should I talk about my kids at work or not? You know, should I leave work earlier to attend family gatherings or meetings? So all of those things, it's good to think about strategically. And that's one of the workshops we'll be offering. And another resource we offer is called the Mumbi program. So that's a 12 month program that Often people get funded by their employers or through grant funding or on their own. And that's where we take really a deep dive into essentially creating your dream life as a working parent from your health to your career, to your relationships, to your finances, so that you can make sure that as you grow your family, you're also growing your wealth, you're growing your career, you're growing your network, you're advancing professionally the way you want to, all without losing your sanity and all while having a trusted circle of advisors that can help you come up with good ideas to negotiate, to outsource, to take care of yourself. Uh, we know that the right advice at the right time can really make a huge difference. So that's that's the um, core programming we offer. We also have a podcast called Engineer Your Success, Leadership, and Life Harmony Like a Mother. So for the mom who has a busy baby and doesn't know, you know what to do, well, you can nurse and, and listen to the podcast and get really good insights. So we're, we're trying to, to make as many resources available there are more that's just scratching the surface but i'll keep it to that for now you can visit our website if you if you want to grab more of our free resources awesome yeah i'm definitely going to check out the book so are there any tools or resources you would recommend for parents to use while working from home given the current circumstances so I would say leverage online groups and networks of parents who are in similar circumstances. Again, we have a Facebook group where you can ask questions and network. Um, and that would be the main thing. There are chat groups that we create. For example, we have a WhatsApp chat with, with a lot of the members of the group, attend the workshops. And I would say personal development. I think the pandemic has highlighted the importance of personal development and being able to use the most challenging circumstances to turn it into your advantage, right? I've been, so I lost three family members in the span of seven months, including my father unexpectedly. It was very tough. And I thought like, how could, how, how could I survive this heartbreak? How, how can my business survive? How can I keep on going? But I really relied on all the tools that I had developed and one of the key ones I would say is um, having a values board. So we do in our community, we do a values game and that has become, that's been my anchor and the toughest times. Like when I feel like there's nothing I can rely on, I stare at my values board. And I'm like, what would a faithful response look like? If I have, if I was faithful, loving and accountable, what would I do right now? So I'd say that that is one of the tools that I teach that I use in our programming 
The values board is one that has gotten me through some of the toughest life situations that have brought me to my knees. Uh, if I measure success by living in alignment with my values, then I feel like it can never fail, right? And so that's in the eyes of my children and my own eyes in the eyes of my family and my community. And that's one of the biggest tools, uh, best tools, and the ones that part participants in our, our community like using it as a values board. And then you can use it as a common tool for solving problems with your partner, right? So if you're facing a crisis, you can sit down and say, okay, how can we make decisions that align with our values? You can use that with peer mentors and say, can you help me discern a values-based decision? So I would encourage anybody who's struggling right now in terms of making a life decision, finding connection or deciding on a next step in life to use a values board to, to get more recentered with what matters to you. And that in itself is very empowering. Um, is, is that, is it, I'm guessing a little bit different than a vision board? Yeah, it's, so the way we do it is a, is a word cloud, essentially. So we, we have our community members narrow down five core values and then 10 secondary values. And we give a deadline because some people can overthink this to, you know, and just put it off, put it off. But we essentially do a word cloud. We print it and you hang it on your wall. And mine is actually very rough version. The, even the covering of the frame is cracked, right? But I still have it on my wall. I did it with a marker when I was younger and I still I still look at it. What advice would you give to someone who is looking to start a family in the near future? Yes, absolutely. So again, understand matrescence. You mentioned that, right? Know that this is going to really transform your hormones, your body, and what you value. So I would say try to seek mentorship early and ask the right questions. So for example, what, you know, what, what do I want my quality of life to look like with my family? How do I want to use the opportunity to have a one-year maternity leave in Canada, right? We Because we have that in Canada and, and other places, we don't have that great opportunity. How will, what, what will a successful maternity look and feel like for me? I, I remember my first maternity leave. I thought that a successful day would be getting out to the store to get toilet paper. It sounds so silly. And I would look back on it and I say, why was I putting pressure on myself to get out the door? I should, I wish I had surrendered to maternity leave and kind of understood that my life is going to change and not tried so much to hang on to my vision of what, you know, life as a, as a mom on maternity leave would look like. So start by thinking strategically, what really matters to you? What do I want in my career? What do I want for my finances? What do I want for my relationship with my spouse? How can I baby proof my marriage? What do I want my schedule to look like? What will my support systems look like? Like sit down there. Are, I have, if you want to chat with me one-on-one, -on -one, I can offer a lot of resources. But number one is ask really, really good questions because then they will give you a better action plan. And don't assume that maternity leave has to be done one specific way, right? It just, there are so many ways to do it you have to figure out what works for you. For some, it might be baby yoga. For others, it might be preserving their career capital. So if you're looking to preserve your career capital, come to resources like Pros and Babes. If you want to disconnect from your career, then you'll probably seek other resources. But the key piece here is know what you want. And some key tips I can give from a professional perspective is that use it as an opportunity to position your personal brand in a proactive way. Don't make the mistake thinking that when you're going to have a baby, somebody's going to hold your hand and guide you through this whole maternity leave process and make sure that your career is protected. Some lucky people will, but ultimately you have to take it into your own hands. And so make sure to get mentorship early, have a plan, 
talk positively about how motherhood will impact your ambition and your career commitment. Have a communication plan because you, you know, you can't assume that your employer will communicate with you. In fact, some policies will prevent them from communicating with you. And for many people, it can be frustrating. You know, they can come back to a workplace and realize there's been a restructuring and the role has changed, but nobody has told them about it. Well, maybe something's preventing the company from doing that, right? So I I gave you tons of tips around having a plan, dividing things into categories, but it boils down to the key question. Start planning early, figure out what you want, get mentorship, right? Prepare your finances, And know that you're going to change and really start early on in the process and don't make assumptions. So I I hope that is helpful and not too overwhelming. If you want, I can get to like some very tactical pieces. I prefer to give you strategy. Please let me know if if you wanted something else as an answer. No, I think that that makes all very logical sense. But I guess because I'm very in this situation right now, like I have kind of started, you know, the path forward to like notifying my my boss. But I guess when you speak about brand um, and communicating, like, you know, not the end of the world, um, (laughs) I'm going to have different, you know, values and maybe different outlooks, but like my determination. Absolutely. I'd say the number one thing that we tend to overlook is probably the financial piece and how a lot of the financial tools are designed by men and for men. And so women's financial trajectories, our peak earning years, our uh, you know, leadership leadership stages and decisions can often be impacted by caregiving duties. So if there's there's so many factors that influence career success, your organization, right, your level of experience when you become a mother. But if I was going to give you only one tip to be able to empower you is I'd say uh, partner with a really good financial planner who will help you think at wealth building, not just financial planning, but wealth building, because there are tax implications, your cash flow is going to change with EI. um, But that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And so I so wish and so many mothers that I talked to wish when they entered maternity leave, and they had, you know, pretty good salaries, we tend to get into the scarcity mindset where I don't have enough money. And you know, I'm going to have less money, and I can't do this. And I can't do that. But a really good financial and wealth planner can help you look at projections over the years in different scenarios and actually help you enjoy this time of life, make decisions aligned with your values, not just based on I have to get back to work now because my family can't afford this or childcare costs more than my mortgage. So if I was going to boil it down to one piece of advice is get really good financial and wealth planning advice as early as possible. So you can make the right decisions for your family, your family's health and your own career without the pressure of feeling like you don't have the money to do which we often have a lot more resources available to us and assets to leverage than we can think about and so I wish I knew that when I was going on maternity leave yeah that is a great plan I should look into that yeah. <laughs> so I guess kind of just uh, transitioning uh, what kind of conversation should they be having with their partner Oh, so good. Such a good question. So do the values game with your partner, sit down and determine what your values are and how you value your career, how you value your partner's career and how you want to raise your children. Those are those are big ones, right? Values and defining your vision of success. Number two would be parental leave splitting. You know, who's going to be taking parental leave and how much? 
And then you have to discuss that again early because there are implications around benefits and EI and all of that. And you may need to be gathering quite a few pieces of information to make a decision that will work for your family. And then running the household and all of those responsibilities, who's going to be carrying the mental load? And what does the the plan look like from a from a childcare backup plan perspective, I know that's kind of really far ahead. But one thing we tend to overlook is that when we go back to work, we often miss a lot of work. And when we go back because children get sick. And so I'm seeing that with a lot of my clients, they're taking like half of their vacation or they're off work every single week. And so what we did with my husband is we determined that, you know, if a child gets sick on Monday and Friday, I'm taking the day off Tuesday and Thursday, it would be him. And Wednesday would be a coin toss, depending on who has the, um, the kind of the, you know, the most urgent pressing matters. That's a, a general principle, right? But just making sure that you have a plan together on sharing the load in the family or outsourcing it, whether it's a personal assistant, a chef, a personal concierge. If you really care about both of your careers, then you need a plan so that you don't default to mom just because mom gave birth to the child does not mean she's the only one who's able to take care of the child and keep the child alive and, and take care of all the responsibilities. So I would say talk about that. Um, and those are probably the key pieces to get started. I could give you a list of 12 other things to discuss, but I think these are some really good fundamentals that should get you moving in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what kind of advice would you give to someone who needs to let their boss know they are expecting or they are about to go on that pat leave? Well, so again, what, what are you trying to achieve? Every person's work circumstances will be different, right? So are you in a very competitive environment that will force you to make strategic decisions and disclose at a certain time? For example, if you're the first one in the company taking parental leave, then you have to, and that happens for a lot of female engineers, they're, they're the only woman and they're the first one. It's kind of surprising to think that in Canada in the 21st century. But so you have to evaluate a lot of factors and ultimately you have to decide what you want. And so the pros of disclosing really early are that it will give your employer a lot of time to plan and align the cons of that. And a lot of women in engineering have found that they can get sidetracked from projects phased out. And then, you know, they feel very undervalued. So they worked for a really long time to get their degree, get their professional designation. All of a sudden, when people know they're pregnant, you know, they, they may not be able to participate in projects. Now, first of all, health and safety first. I know that some of you do field work, so it's important that you don't do anything that endangers your, your health. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what are the pros and cons of disclosing earlier and later? What kind of dynamic do you have in your with your boss, right? Are they good? Do you think they're going to be supportive? Who are some people who can be in your corner and help you brainstorm the best strategic approach? When do you want to start your maternity leave? You know, do you want to be considered for promotions during or after your maternity leave? Do you want to change positions now that you're going to have a child? Perhaps you've been working in a capacity and having a family, you want to switch into another field of work. So at the end of the day, the question is not just so much what your company wants, but what you want, what impression you want to make and how the timing of your announcement will, will impact 
things. There are resources that are available. One that I recommend, it's um, called CEREC, Making It Work. And there's an employer guide and an employee guide. And so for people who work in companies and even actually in large companies, um, you can you can use that resource for yourself and for your boss. So you, you have the tools on how to develop a communication plan, stay in touch. So that's a really, really good one. If, you know, if your company doesn't have resources, go into the conversation thinking maybe a person has never managed a maternity leave or parental leave, and they may be as surprised as you. And so, you know, you have to have an open dialogue. Another good resource is by Engineers Canada. They have a whole maternity leave planning guide and a parental leave planning guide which highlights different benchmarks of policies. And so you can identify whether your company is really, you know, very well adapted or they're kind of at the, at the beginner level. And so it can help you craft your strategy. And it has a very comprehensive checklist as to what you should be doing for your professional designation, your, you know, transitioning your field work or whatever responsibilities and kind of your important project management information. One big thing that comes up for engineers is do not give up your professional designation. That's what I hear over and over again, you might be tempted to put things on ice because you want to pay less money, but consistently, you know, veterans in the field and women and feminists say protect your professional designation at all costs. I would also say you can leverage, I think that's one of your questions, but you can leverage programming like hours to get professional development credits to be able to maintain your professional designation during maternity or parental leave. So we can, we can talk about that, but I think that's a very comprehensive resource toolkit to get you started on when and how to disclose your pregnancy and which tools could help you make an informed decision on how to do that in a way that feels good to you. Really good advice. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is looking for a career change after their maternity or paternity leave? I'll go back to doing the values assessment. The, I like to work with a 25-year vision and an impact map. And so I would give myself a good reflection on what kind of impact you want to make into the world and how the world is lucky to have you. We tend to shrink from our power. We tend to devalue what we bring to the world, right? But when you think about the impact you want to make in the long game, how do you want to leave the world a better place for your children? Engineer solve problems. One of the women in engineering conferences I attended Uh, One of the speakers said, you know, the the world is built by engineers. And so if we have more female engineers, we're going to have a more female friendly world. So I would reflect on what kind of impact you want to make in the world. I would then work on my personal brand, just like I'm a business owner. So I have to have a very strong brand. So people recognize what I bring to the world. You can apply those principles to a person who's seeking a career change. You have to communicate what you want to do very effectively. So work on your personal brand, define who's going to be your advisory board and your network. A lot of professional opportunities are hidden. And so I would identify, you know, who can you talk to? Again, our community can be a good resource for that, but do informational coffee chats and interviews and, and then plant seeds for what you want. And then, you know, give yourself a timeline for achieving that. Stay consistent, stay committed, keep on putting it out there in the universe, reflect on who you want to be as a working parent and what your non-negotiables are. And then, you know, just, hit the ground running and pound the pavement and then know that somebody will recognize you for your talents. I think getting support and working with others will get you where you want to be so much faster, but you first have to define what you want in the different areas of your life. And when you do that, you can project confidence. You can ask for what you want. You can position yourself with value and you'll get a much better chance of landing the job that you want. Great advice. Put it out there in the universe. We'll send it back, right? Absolutely. So my next question would be, um, what advice would you give to working parent well, transitioning from one child to two children? So 
I have two boys, four and two, and I'll speak from my personal experience. I found that having two children is actually somewhat easier than having one. I found that when we had one child, everything revolved around them. And when they were two kids, they entertain each other. And with a second child, you've already done the journey of the first one. You've acquired all the gadgets, you've made all the decisions. And so you're you're coming in as a lot more of a seasoned parent. So first of all, I think that you, the odds are in many ways in your, in your favor, right? Um, however, from a logistical perspective, we had quite a few people talking to us. You have to be very intentional about maintaining some time for self-care. It's really easy to put yourself last on the list after you've done your job and after you've taken care of your family, you can forget who you are. And so going back from parental leave, you know, from the first one or the second one, I always tell high powered professionals block time, at least quarterly for yourself one day, the resistance I see there is incredible. And I really have to get so strict with my clients and say, you know, you have to take care of your own body because once you've been sleep deprived, maybe you've been nursing, right? Your, your body can get sick much more easily. And so if you don't incorporate systems of self-care, it will catch up to you and lead to burnout. And that I've seen with a number of parents. So what I would say is this is as important with a first child, but as a second and even more is you have to put in your calendar. You have to consider it as an investment in your body and your well-being and what you want to teach your children. So put self-care really high on your to-do list. Obviously work with a financial planner and see support systems as an investment, not a cost. If you constantly start nickel and diming your support systems, you're going to be on the fast track to burnout. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you don't, you know, if you don't have the quality of life, then no job is going to give you the happiness of being able to, to take care of yourself and of your body. Absolutely. Self-care Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. So your website mentions that you offer uh, personal development courses and that can be credited towards maintaining professional engineering designations. Can you elaborate on this? Yes. So you have a guide, especially in Alberta with a PEGA that defines different categories of activities that you can do to count them towards professional development credits to maintain your, your professional designation, right? So you have to do the paperwork and you have to inquire, but we've had participants successfully use the hours that they do in our programming. And we, we offer some very targeted professional and leadership modules, right? So on emotional intelligence, on uh, you know, leading a team on leading yourself with values on time management on mindset and accountability. So all of that can be counted towards professional development credits. Obviously, you have to work with your organizations. And I would encourage to speak to some veterans, there are a couple of women who are very prominent, right, and who, who are advocates and women in STEM. So they can guide you um, in associations like APEGA or women in APEGA on what type of paperwork you have to submit to be able to claim those for for PD credits. My last question that I have was, um, other than workshops, what other services does Pros and Babes offer? And where can they find you? So I think I, I think I've mentioned it during the rest of the questions, but one of the, the main places you can find us is our Facebook group where I do a weekly live show that's later packaged as a podcast. I also do some complimentary strategy sessions. So if somebody wants to talk to me and map out, you know, all the stuff that, I, that we talked about, you want to see it neatly packaged on a piece of paper and broken down into milestones and a bit of like a project plan for working motherhood. I, I do those for people. I also work with corporations. So more and more, we're starting to work with employers to actually make this part of their HR and talent, even compensation packages to be able to weave that in. So I hope that's going to become a standard. 
And I'm also in conversations with benefits companies because the work we do can be very preventative in terms of retaining talent, in terms of preventing burnout, maintaining mental health, retaining mothers in the workforce, right? It's very expensive to lose senior talent. And so we're starting to do more workshops with corporations who want to bring it on the radar, show the parents they care, show, you know, there are are different ESG and ERG networks that they're supportive of the idea of work-life integration, working parents are sensitive to their needs. So those are the resources that we also offer. I think our website has also some free worksheets and things like that. So um, that's something you can check out as well. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Kania. Those are all the questions that I had prepared, but were there any other final thoughts or anything more to add before we sign off? Absolutely. You know what? I, I would encourage everybody who's planning to become a parent to make decisions from a place of hope of what could be and not fear of what could go wrong. Parenthood is enormous an enormous leadership opportunity for women and men alike. And it's an opportunity to review your capabilities, your power, and your ability to shape the world too. So don't be afraid. Go in this with hope that you can leverage your parenthood to make the world and your career a better place. And whenever I've made decisions from a place of hope and not fear, I've had better outcomes than when I focused on the anxiety and what could go wrong. 100%. Well, I just want to say thank you again for taking the time. And I think we'll end it there. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's my pleasure.